not as good as last week. Three seconds past three o'clock on the East Coast. It's not exactly like last week, but welcome in, everybody. So Monday Mania with me, your host, Tyler Sage, at Ring of Tyler. Um, yeah. Went out, right? As I, as I said jokingly last week, um, you know, since we've last spoken, Zach, good afternoon. Good to see you. Um, and Ryan as well. I also miss your old, my old co-host and yourself, if you're still there. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, we kind of talked Cody, Rock, Fallout from Rock High Stepping, Cody, last week. And uh, and uh, all that good stuff. So, you know, we're going to continue that. We're going to talk about Okada. Definitely talk about Tracy's Chiefs. So congratulations to you, Tracy. A lot of winning in recent time. Um, you know, with the Chiefs, what, three in four years? And then before that, you had the Royals in 2014. Please let me know if I'm wrong. I remember that being a pretty magical run as well. Um, the Royals, if I did not say that, if I said the Chiefs again. But yeah, um, very good. I used to work for a company located in Leewood, Kansas. You can do the math on that if you don't know me, but um, which is a suburb on the Kansas side of Kansas City. So I spent a lot of time in the area, seeing all the beautiful fountains and uh, hardcore fans all around in the Kansas City area. So happy for you guys and i bet on the chiefs to win so i'm very excited about that as well so um yeah we're talking about that we're talking cody we're talking rock we're talking wrestlemania 40 main event um friend of the show wade keller had a very good if you're still if any of you are torch vip members i would intrigue i would ask you to go listen to his uh the editor section kind of runs through some questions that people have on machinations of those matches, like what will be, what the main event matches will be, what they won't be, in his opinion, it, will Roman wrestle twice? Will Rock wrestle twice? Is it a, like a bracket where winners face winners on the one night and losers face the other loser on the other night? It's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Um, you know, just more intriguing than it was last week. And as of right now, I'm curious what all of your opinions are. And a you know, if you're live in the chat, please let me know and, you know, post, just verbalize it out loud into the ether. But, you know, what, what's your perfect scenario here for what we have in front of us? Um, you know, do you think it's winner of the chamber versus uh, Seth and then a straight up match between Roman and Cody with some interaction with The Rock, whether that be trying to interfere on behalf of one of the other at some point in the match, being a valet, being a special guest referee, or Rock having his own match. I'm curious what you think, but, you know, I do think there's some sort of, uh, you know, version of a tag match one night and then a singles match with Cody Roman and Seth defending the title on the next night. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not convinced of any one direction I would be happy with. But I'm happy with within like the best case scenario. I think this is a pretty intriguing time, and I like that we don't know. You know, I like that it's not just Cody Roman for sure, and then um, Seth and CM Punk assured as our main events, and then you have like two months of telling the story over and over again to get there in a good way. It's hard to do, right? So, um, 
So it's there. We'll also be talking Okada uh, being reported by Fightful Select that he is on his way to AEW. So we'll see that. I'm going to pop up Zach's super chat. Zach, you, Zach, Zach, you. That's a thank you. Zach, there. Uh, Zach, thank you as always for supporting the show. If you want to get a super chat in, that helps myself, helps Zach, helps Robert keep this thing going, helps all of us go live, take time out of our you know, schedules and be here with you guys, which A, I prefer to do this than other working. So you guys help helping with that is always appreciated. So, um, but Zach says, Tony Khan gets the clean sweep of major free agents. How bad did WWE fumble not getting Okada? How do they not have a strong presentation to sway him? Yeah. And, you know, if you look at some of the reporting on that, I'll keep your um, thing up here, Zach, for all the viewers uh, of the show. But it seems like they were not in a place where they're going to beat Tony Khan no matter what offer he presents, right? And there's like the two-sided coin of the money mark. Uh, that is Tony Khan, right? Because there's some people that, you know, like when WWE released a lot of people and, you know, your Andrade's, your Malachi Black's, your Coles, your Danielson's, all that stuff is available. Your your Keith Lee's, who else am I missing? I mean, Swerve was in there, so that's been, you know, of like bringing a bulk group of people in that some work, some don't, and some affect your locker room in a negative way, in a positive way, right? can be bad in that the vibe of WWE at that time was hey yeah here you can take our scraps essentially right was what they were doing and um you know that can be a negative but in a positive sense of like being a money mark is you know which I, I don't really think I think it's a pejorative statement but in having the most money willing to spend it to get stars I think AW still are an advantageous spot to get whoever they want see you know, Jay White, Will Ospreay, Mercedes, Okada in the recent round. Before that is Punk, Danielson, Adam Cole, et cetera, right? Like getting big name stars, you know, didn't work with Cody, but that was a Tony Khan thing, not wanting Cody, which is obviously a mistake. Jade Cargill, who knows if it was a money issue or something else. But, you know, so there's wins and losses across the board for both companies. And I certainly think Okada would have been successful even though Azan in the chat does not think that and definitely tell to your own opinion on that. I think, you know, there's a lot of, you know, if you run the simulation a hundred times, I think there's a lot of, I think Okada being more like a Shinsuke in the use and overness, et cetera, is probably close to 50, 50 on him being like presented as a big star. I do think that triple H Paul Levesque, Paul triple H Levesque, as I should call him going forward is more, uh, is more over in Okada's more over in his mind, right? Than it would be for Vince McMahon. So that's hard to say, like a big over, you know, non English speaking as a first language talent. How would Levesque treat that versus how Vince would obviously treat that? And I think we know the answer to what Vince would do with an Okada if it's not a horrible gimmick that is racist in nature, right? That would be like the lowest end to what Shinsuke was. was pretty respected but not pushed as a top guy in any real period on the main roster, right? So, but there you go. And, um, you know, in AEW, I do think, as Tracy's pointed out here in the chat, you know, money is a part, but the schedule, quality of life, et cetera, right? Like Osprey picked AEW, it seemed. Yes, he knows people, but he can still live in the UK and travel as needed, right? That was Gunther when it was Walter, right, was NXT 
NXT UK, he didn't really want to come over and do regular NXT and main roster because he didn't want to move to the States at that time. So if he could have, you know, let's say been a free agent five years ago and decided like, hey, I can still live where I want to live in Europe and work for AEW on, you know, a month at a time, go back home for a little bit. It's, you know, an advantage that you can have as a, as AEW. Now it's an advantage to put you over, put stars over, build people from an AEW perspective. Probably not, right? If Okada is special, is a special attraction person. If he is the, for lack of a better comparison, the Brock Lesnar, the better comparison, Andre the Giant of the promotion, where he can like win a title, do the Roman Reigns thing even, and be around or not have the title and just build to three to, I don't know, I guess with the minimum would probably be like eight big matches a year. And some of those could be duplicates, you know, or a triple, you know, a series with somebody. But if you have that and that's his role and capacity and you book around that, I think that can work pretty well if you're AEW. And WWE would want him more working every week, especially if he's on the Raw brand, on Netflix, working, part of a group, etc. So, you know, it's just a matter of opinion there. But, um, yeah, and, it, and it's catering more. I mean, let's all be honest with ourselves. Okada's a name. I think most of the people watching or listening to this have at least consumed some Okada content, right? But for casual fans, fans that really care about this Rock Cody stuff, or wanted to see Rock in the main event, still want to see Rock in the main event, right? I've probably not consumed much of any Okada content, right? So with, with AEW, he comes in, you get a big pop from the live crowd. If you don't know him and you're watching on TV, you get the sense that this guy's a big big deal you get a big match etc he's you know if you look at dynamite ratings is it going to go from 815 815,000 people watching to 840,000 for one of his matches maybe does a collision go from 300,000 to 350 maybe right that's like the bump you're looking for with okada you're probably looking more to sell more pay-per-views with big matches with him and also just goodwill which I think is the biggest key here for Tony Khan is the goodwill of that Zach is mentioning here of, you know, getting all the big free agents he wants and seeming still like a viable alternative brand and not slipping into the TNA boat of, you know, 20, 2006 or 2007. Right. So that's important as well. But from like the numbers there, you know, selling shirts, selling pay-per-views, doing all that stuff to convince your partners to give you a better TV deal when it comes up is all important, you know, important, but is he a needle mover on television to begin with? I don't think so, but neither was like a swerve Strickland, right? Of like, Hey, can this guy be a top guy? Probably not when he signs, but if you build up characters to a certain point, yes, they can get there. So just all depends where we are from there. So, um, yeah. So thank you, Zach. You guys have poured in the comments talking about that since then. So I appreciate that. The engagement is always appreciated, but yeah, a lot of debate about Okada. Um, so, you know, I'm curious what you guys think. First match, does he appear at the Boston show? Is that too much? I think, in my opinion, I would spread it out. Like, I'd probably have Okada appear at Revolution, you know, post-world title match. If it's Joe, if it's Paige, if it's Swerve with that belt, I think you come in hot. And, you know, or Osprey is there because he's available in March and you know you do both the guys know each other you have a banger between Okada and Osprey 
you want to have both of them be babyface, whatever, right? There's many options here, but getting out of the gate, and maybe that's like Okada appears and <laughs> uh, you book a match maybe with, where he's going to be on that Boston show to move tickets for that local market in the main event, but you also have, you know, you're getting the debut of Mercedes. So it's really her event. It's framed around her, but you have Okada, your new talent in, in a main event as well. So I think I'll, whatever play would be. That's a fancy book, week-to-week booking here. That seems like the worst thing I could ever do for, for my uh, sanity and for you guys' content. So I just think doing both of them in the same night is very reminiscent of, you know, full gear. Um, and uh, uh, sorry, I'm reading Ryan's thing here. So handle Tyler. Uh-oh. So I'll figure that out. Ring of Tyler. Oh, yeah, it's there. Okay, anyway, sorry. Off track. That's why I need Zach to reel me in. So, but um, yeah, so we'll see where it goes. I'm curious to see what kind of that spot. I just don't think, you know, like full gear 21 or 22, where it's Punk had just uh, debuted and yeah, 22. Punk had just debuted, then you have Danielson and Adam Cole on the same night. Just, you know, spread it out if you can and keep the hotness of the product up, especially as you're competing. On the road to WrestleMania, you want to sell a pay-per-view in that, you know, week after an Elimination Chamber show, and you want to have your product hot. You're trying to sell a, a show on a big Wednesday night a couple weeks before WrestleMania. So keeping like doing it little by little in your big announcements, I think, is better than doing it all at one show and blowing it all in one space, I guess. So, uh, but we'll see. You know, maybe he'll appear. What's today? Monday he'll appear two days from now in on Dynamite and, and we'll go from there. But I'm curious, you know, to the relation, how much he works, how much our videos, you know, like if he if he's used outside of, you know, injuries and things like that, if he's used as much as Brian Danielson's used on television and pay-per-views, I think that is a disappointment for me personally as a fan. But um, on the AEW product, I would expect a little bit more. But we'll see, right? I mean, that's a big reason why I signed up with AEW is not having to work 52 weeks out of the year. Um, so so we shall see. But let's pivot. Oh, let's not pivot. Zach's in here again. He's giving a recommendation to everybody. Thank you again, Zach. Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr.'s match at New Japan's New Beginnings show was incredible. I've not yet seen it, but I'm sure it was. Um, you know, had a, they had a great match at Forbidden Door, uh, too. So to go from there to um to their a second match you can assume a home and home one person one on their promotion i'm assuming i don't know the response there so if you want to look it up but i would guess that zach saber jr won while he was working for his promotion so we shall see but yeah good stuff and thank you for the recognition zach um so yeah so let's pivot a oh, wrestle dream you're right zach is correct wrestle dream not forbidden door too so my mistake um okay let's move to wwe we had obviously thursday um you know you had my preview and my reaction on the member show if you're part of the patreon group which i didn't plug anything so that's bad zach's gonna be mad at me so that's a good time to check out our patreon if you are so inclined at brass ring media patreon.com slash brass ring media as i lose the ability to speak and um yeah so you can check out there we have a Weekly members exclusive podcast. Zach and I do written content every week. Zach does 
his receipts from all the major shows. You also get our exclusive post pay-per-view podcast where Zach and I discuss a pay-per-view that just happened. Usually we give it a day or two to let it breathe and have like some more nuanced takes than just immediately after, um, which leads like, you know, as a spoiler for the Royal Rumble show, I think if you would have watched that just after, you probably given it a thumbs up. Um, but Zach and I both had a day to machinate on it. And we both gave that show a thumbs down. So if you want to join and listen to why we gave that show a thumbs down, um, I think that's that's a good thing to go back and listen to and see if you agree or disagree. But um, so yeah, that's kind of how we do that. And lots of other great content. You're part of the Discord, which a lot of people on the chat are on. And you know, Zach and I pop on there and join you guys, but you guys are the driving force of that stuff. And there's even a non-wrestling channel on there, which is very exciting to get to know all of you guys personally outside of wrestling. So all that good stuff is on Patreon.com, four bucks a month. Um, and we're here, obviously, on YouTube, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So the schedule, uh, you know, just hit that little bell notification. You'll get, you'll just know when we're on. But three o'clock with me every Thursday and then three o'clock or get with me and Zach every Thursday and three o'clock every Monday with me alone. So thank you guys for joining. Thank you for listening to the plugs. And let's get back to it. We're switching to WWE. Obviously, you got my reaction immediately after it happened. Kind of confused with the uh, press conference. Not in a bad way. Just felt very non-WWE. The, the the entry stuff beforehand, it being just like so much meta. And like if, if, if WWE did like 30-70 on meta and kayfabe, right? It was This was like 60-40 of meta stuff. And then a little bit of kayfabe thrown in to like blend it out. But um, it's just interesting. And then like the lack of a follow-up on Friday was also interesting. I assume if I was a live person there, I think there's like 12,000 tickets sold. Like I would not be super happy. I would think that there would be maybe some follow-up. It was, I think it was in Phoenix, um, the, the Friday SmackDown show. Let me know if I'm wrong because they were in Vegas for that Thursday. But um yeah, it's interesting. So, like, where does it go from here? What's the story being told? Obviously, Elimination Chamber is coming up, and that show has, I think, has been under-talked about how, you know, I think it'll be a solid show, but, like, you know, if it's the first show in Australia for a long time, first pay-per-view in Australia, question mark, um, you know, if I'm going there, I'm a fan, I'm paying prices that are accordance to a stadium show, um, here in the States at least, and if I'm traveling too, right? And if I live on the east coast of Australia and I'm traveling to the west coast, that's a big trip. And I don't know if I love how this card is shaping up. In, you know, I think it works better for Mania to have the show always kind of be either set in stone who's going to win the biggest match or to be like not super compelling from, hey, this, these like three things can happen to switch up the whole card. Like, you know, like if you want to have the show be huge, I think you do the, Cody and Seth versus Roman Rock tag match at the Elimination Chamber, and then you then like set up what what that happening leads to your WrestleMania main events. What Seth's doing, what Rock is doing if he's doing anything, and then solidifying Roman and Cody. And yeah, in the, in the women's Elimination Chamber match seems pretty obvious the outcome there. So that as the gimmick match that seems all but you know Becky winning as Zahn said here in the chat, you know, that's all but certain it seems. So just, you know, I'll watch it as a fan, but if I'm a live patron, 
um, of the WWE event in Perth. I don't know if I'm super ecstatic about that. And I just think it's getting kind of brushed over with the chat of like all the crazy things that can happen on this road to WrestleMania, which is great. But, you know, nothing's perfect. And I think the Elimination Chamber show is really um, suffering for that. Um, but yeah, I'm curious where you guys are. So, you know, tonight will be interesting. Will Cody be on the show? Will Rock be on the show? Will Roman be on the show? Will they talk about it? Or is it just straight up like we're, we're in overdrive for the next two weeks setting up um, the chamber? Obviously, there's that big traveling in there. So you would assume at least the SmackDown next week is going to be taped this week. I don't know if that's official, but I would be surprised if it's not. So, um, you know, that's all there. So I just hope tonight there's more of a follow-up than there was on Friday. I mean, there's stuff you needed to recover, but it was lacking from a, this is the hottest angle in company history. It just reminds me a little bit of, you know, Bash at the Beach 96, where you have one of the biggest angles of all time up to that point with Hulk Hogan turning heel. Spoiler alert. And then the following night on Nitro, they don't even reference it or have any storylines relating to that because they want you to buy the um, replay. You know, here, I don't know. I mean, having somebody there to, like, push the story along, I think would have been good. But overall, it was, just, it was a fine show. But, yeah, and looking at you guys in the chat, uh, yeah, Ryan's hoping for Cody to go over Roman and Rock, all that stuff. So um, Steve is wondering about Seth, so is Azan. So, yeah, Seth's an interesting case here as well. Like, what does he say tonight? Is he more, you know, I think it's telling to see, is he going to be continuing to poke holes in Roman's character like he has been in their back-and-forth promos? Does he involve the Rock now in what he's talking about? Um, or does he focus mainly on Roman and does Cody t come out and talk about the rock? You know, I think that would be telling on what the direction they're going in the next couple weeks. Um, but we'll see, right? I think that's an interesting thing to watch tonight. Or is it solely the drew and Gunther and Sammy and Jay Uso? Like, like, is it tonight? Like their night to get them over for their chamber stuff and all that stuff. So um, Zach popping in again with some WWE thoughts. So Roman retains if it turns into a triple threat, which I believe it will, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, if it's a triple threat, you would think, because it's not a one-on-one -on -one story, um, you would have to think, especially the Cody Cody Rhodes, the, the human Cody Runnels, is thinking about Cody Rhodes' character of it's got to be one-on-one, -on -one, can't do anything to, you know, the... The Rock can't be a special guest referee and rock bottom Roman. And then Cody hits a crossroads and pins him, right? Um, so, uh, Zon, thank you. I will get to that uh, on your Jay question there. But, um, you know, that is not a good, it's, it's not the completion of the story as we are now all just so diehard on it going a certain way, right? Which is why I think it being subverted again is very much on the table too. I think Cody would love to kind of edge that forever and then finally win it. But um, yeah, I, I don't think it's a triple threat. If it is, I think, yes, yeah, certainly it's Roman goes over and that's a way for him to win in a heelish way. No DQ, of course um, you'd be able to get all three. It just kind of sucks um, as a fan. Right. But 
I would say that right now, that's not my number one choice, obviously, but I think it being a triple threat is the most likely outcome here. How does Rock do that? Does he just on screen kind of take the Vince McMahon mantle of like the authority figure who does what he wants because he runs the show sort of thing? Like that could be interesting, but I don't know how they would get there. But it seems the most probable because you help Rock, you know, work through a match with three people. He doesn't have to do a lot of anything. And you get a big moment where you can set up to Rock Roman, Rock Cody singles, Cody Roman singles, obviously. So all that stuff. So Jay said they, or Azan said Jay's not in the chamber match. That's correct. I just think he'll have a story to tell um, going into that show, right? I mean, I, I just think like, more of that statement was the non-Cody's, non-Seths on Raw, I think are going to be more highlighted going into the Chamber pay-per-view than Cody, Seth, Rock, Roman. I think they're like head, like opening and closing pretty much every Raw and SmackDown post-Elimination Chamber on the road to WrestleMania. So this is a time to get Drew, Jay, Sammy, Kevin Owens on SmackDown, LA Knight on SmackDown, etc. to you know, uh, Logan Paul, um, all those guys that are in the boat, whether they have, they're in the chamber or not. So that was my mistake. So thank you. Let me know. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I am. I'm, I'm again, I was like maybe more disappointed the most on that SmackDown follow-up, um, that it's like, Hey, watch this Thursday thing that we've never done. And then SmackDown is not as important, but you know, also they're leaving Fox and maybe that's not a priority for them to get the big stuff on there. Because two years ago, that would have been on SmackDown, not on its own event. So, you know, Brandon Thurston, follow him. He's always good for um, wrestling. Uh, WrestleNomics is his thing. But I wonder, like, is there more money in that doing an event that was free for fans renting the T-Mobile uh, arena to do that on Peacock? Was there, you know, was that more financially advantageous than doing it on SmackDown and popping a rating with The Rock on there like that? I assume it was. I don't think WWE is very dumb about financial decisions and getting things over. So just interesting, like the the change and obviously Triple H coming out on, on Friday talking about the new era, all that sort of stuff um, is there. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. But I think tonight could be interesting for all those, you know, 1B or second tier talents on the show. And, you know, I'm curious how much we get from Cody and Seth and who they're talking about how to frame that. I do hope that tag match happens at, at Elimination Chamber for the fans and just, it helps to get to other things, but yeah. Um, so that's what I got for you guys. Thank you as always for the show, Zach. Thank you for the super chats as always. Appreciate it. And um, appreciate you guys watching and listening live, preferably if you can make it, but it is during the work day. So I understand if you cannot, but if you're listening to this or watching this after it recorded three o'clock every Monday, with yours truly always talking wrestling, you know, road to WrestleMania, getting you caught up. Hopefully one of these days I'll be talking about a big angle on collision that I wanted to talk about. Um, as you guys do know, I have a soft spot for AEW in my heart and you know, we are in WrestleMania season, but I am excited for the upcoming pay-per-view, the incoming talent. Um, I do think it's an opportunity for AEW to continue their reset, be in a good spot in the build momentum from there as WWE has, you know, what sources are saying it's going to be a, a WrestleMania bigger than anyone can expect. 
who knows what that means, but, um, you know, interesting. And, and as I leave you with my tangent of the day, watching the Super Bowl last night, and let me know if you guys saw anyone else, but was Stone Cold Steve Austin the only person in the wrestling universe that had a ad or participation in the show? Because he was in that Kawasaki, you know, ATV commercial, um, which was funny. One of the the funnier ones, I thought. But, you know, uh, The Rock did not do the opening thing like he did at SoFi last year. I think it was last year, right? No, two years ago. That's when the Rams won. But um, what was it last year? No, two years ago. Um, But, yeah, it's just interesting. Like, usually there's Rock or there's an Undertaker in the booth or whatever. It just uh, seemed like a little light on the amount of – wrestling legends there you know like somebody would have randomly rick flair on the sideline for something so i thought that was interesting right and uh, but there is one i wonder what the streak is since like 1999 or 2000 i bet there's been at least one person affiliated with pro wrestling that's been on a commercial or been at the show or some part of you know shown in a in a suite with other celebrities you know i, I would just it's just interesting that like the world's crossed there. So that was just my notice of that, but uh, I don't see any responses in the chat. So I assume you guys did not see anyone else. If you are watching post and you did see someone, let me know. My Twitter is below or, uh, or X I should say, but yeah, thank you as always, everybody. I will talk to you tomorrow at 9 PM Eastern. Zach and I will be back for the flagship show and I'll talk to you Thursday at three. And uh, yeah. So enjoy raw tonight. Enjoy dynamite. And until then I'll see you later.